This is the Co-op Dojo Podcast. I am the Bogogi. And I am Mr. Game. And today we are talking about Hellblade, a game that was not on my radar at all until this last <laughs> week. And I, I can't believe, I, I'm so glad you turned me on to this game because I don't know how I missed it. But, but you know, playing through it this week, I, I was really amazed by it. It's not it's, perfect, but it's really good. Yeah, it's surprising. Like, I felt the same way. I think I saw a Kotaku article about this, about how intense the combat was, the opening sequence where you're kind of scripted to die, a little spoiler alert, you're scripted to die in the beginning sequence, and how the, the editor who wrote that article said they just felt like he was shaking by the time he got through that opening sequence. <laughs> it's just, I was compelled to see, what, you know, what is this game all about, and, and you know, I watched the trailer, and I think it had a pretty unique, kind of fun trailer, just very, you know, interesting to watch, and so I was really curious about it and got great reviews in Metacritic, so I, I, I you know, made the plunge and, and was very happy the, the kind of the product that I, 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 got, I got, to, got to try. Yeah, I mean, it's like Resident Evil 4 style kind of game, except it's medieval or Viking you know, kind of land, and, and you fight you know, with a sword and, and it, with really good, almost Arkham Asylum kind of combat with combos and things like that. Uh, there's puzzles. Each area is a little bit different. Uh, I, I was really impressed by a lot of it. But, but the main thing about it is how awesome the graphics are. The graphics look incredible through, through yeah. a lot of, throughout the game. I, I couldn't believe it. It's You're, just a, good. Well, I was going to say, your character looks like a real person. And, and I feel like I could pick her out of a crowd if I saw her in a crowd of people. You know? I mean, she, she, she's defined, and she, she's, she's really well-defined in, in the game. And then everything else, too, is just, just astoundingly beautiful. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I read about it on the site this week, but it feels like you know the, the game itself is so simplistic. It's the combat that is just mm-hmm. a, you know a few buttons you use. It's the the puzzle sequences, which is kind of the same puzzle over yeah. and over and over again. And then the platforming, which is not very unique. It's not not very, really well done. You're not doing a lot of kind of you know moving like things around and climbing up ledges. Like you just kind of hit hit a button. It gets very contextual to like go over like a ledge or whatever. And that's it. But with despite those limitations, they they really pull this very unique experience out of the game just from the production values, just from the graphics, like you said, yeah. uh, the the, the um, capturing of the elements, the the body cam stuff they did in this game, the rendering of the people was outstanding. And I think it's some sleight of hand stuff. They do a lot of you know rendered people, and they have some just you know you know full motion video of people they kind mm-hmm. of superimpose on top of the game. But the yes, there, of- there's one sequence, a cutscene where you can tell it's your character rendered in graphics and a, and an actor next to. Her. And, yeah. and, and so in the cutscene, you can you can see that it's a really it's an interesting effect. It's kind of unnerving to see it, but it, it's a really it's almost like a Roger Rabbit kind of thing. But it's <laughs> it's really well done. I can't uh, think of another game that's done that. I, I, I can't that. either. It's, yeah. it's it's very basic. We should have seen this a long time ago because it, it works very well. I think anytime you you encounter your your friend who kind of shows up as a, like a spiritual entity that mm-hmm. talks to you, I think he's just full motion video of a guy yes. that's kind of this Jack Sparrow kind of look and feel. But um, but you know the 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 way they go. Go seamlessly back and forth with you know, next to no loading times. It's outstanding. So it's just such an impressive effect as you play it. But yeah, graphically it's outstanding. But again, I think it's 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 you know there's a lot of you know work done in the art, but also it's just a sleight of hand stuff with the full motion video stuff that's just seamlessly integrated in. Yeah, and there's a level you play where you're going through and looking through a loot. It's like you're chasing an illusionist, and and you and you have to look through arches to open up doorways and look at bridges to kind of open up things. And so I think I think that part kind of uh, it like artificially inflates the length of it by making you kind of you know revisit yeah. the same map over and over again. But again, the overall effect though, because as you're tracking that guy, you you think you see him several times, and yeah. it's freaky. And then you finally <laughs> catch up to him, and then you actually have a fight with him. But I mean, just the glimpses you catch of him, then you move to the side and actually see it's no, it's 
a it's a like a fake you know a, a statue he set up to look like him, but it's a really unnerving effect. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really cr- like I did want to put my back to those things. Like I felt like it was gonna <laughs> yeah, it's gonna exactly. turn to the guy and grab me every single time I was near one of those statues. But yeah, it was it was that I thought that part was very very unique, just fun to play, and it made me miss like the good old days of the Scarecrow being in Arkham Asylum, like those <laughs> yes. those brief levels we had of him. But I I felt like it was very much a Scarecrow esque kind of villain in this game for a while. Oh, like near the very beginning of the game, like one of the first bosses you could fight. Yeah, uh, and I I liked you know the like you said the glimpses you get him. I like the chanting he did in the background the entire yes, time too. It's just the audio is great. Yeah, like yeah. the 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 audio of that and like the, the the voice in your head that really deep voice that shows up yes. in the game. Like that's that's they use that heavily in the trailer, but it's such a just really well designed kind of audio component too in this game. Um, yeah, and music, again, your music. character has like a some mental disorder, and you can hear voices talking to her. I didn't check to see if it's the same actress who's doing all of those voices. No, I'm fairly confident it must be. But right? no, actually, it's not. Actually, I no, looked this not? one up, but they actually have several different people, and you can they have videos of them making up, but they have this very kind of unique omnidirectional mic stuff. So the video. Uh, are actually of, of like a microphone in the middle of the room with three or four people kind of wandering around the circles like chanting in it but oh, the, cool. the the effect is if you have headphones on or you have surround sound in your home you actually will hear them in different parts of like your you know around you as they oh. kind of move around and kind of lean in and, and, and taunt you and stuff so it's different people doing the voices but it, it's it's meant to really kind of feel like it's, it's coming from all around you at all times so it's, it's yeah. very well designed yeah, those voices like sometimes they're right on, sometimes they're they're leading you wrong. It's really and you know, it's all in our head, and it's really it's really unnerving. So we should say like the whole thing is kind of a Viking era. You're on a mysterious quest with uh, you know carrying a skull with you onto this mysterious island, and you know, you're trying to fight your way through to bring back a loved one. Uh, so it really it's kind of Resident Evil style, and it says over your shoulder kind of, but it's all yeah. sword fighting. And there's like you know every section of the game is probably about an hour or two hour little level that you got to play through as you work your way you know into the castle and then through the castle kind of i think you go was he is it underneath the castle eventually i guess but anyway kind of, <laughs> kind of working your way through almost like castlevania kind of but but it, it's but the, each levels it feels very much like dark souls and, and how unforgiving it can be if you in if you get into a really difficult area but i put well, it on we, easy uh, so that helped me a lot but yeah <laughs> well should we talk about the that unique component we mentioned last time we got a lot of press but there is that permadeath yes mechanic I, in the game okay and so i then never i played through and when i heard about that i was like okay this is not my kind of game i don't want the stress of permadeath but it really isn't a factor at all you know you die a few, at least i died a few times but not in like a threatening amount of times it never got that difficult and so you know i i feel like that's, that's that's something that would almost turn off casual gamers and i don't want them to be turned off this is a good game to play that's that's the frustrating part for me as well. As I feel like exactly as I played through it the first time for myself, I thought this is outstandingly impressed, like really well designed. Mm-hmm. But I kept thinking that most people are not going to see this game because the premise is going to scare them away. But again, I, I think it's it's fair to say if it's extremely generous, if if not even a complete just. Uh, kind of BS move uh, to kind of intimidate you as you play the game, but it could be it could be genuine. There may be an option, or a component there that does have permadeath, but I think it's very unlikely you'll ever experience that as you play the game. So. Yeah, I think I think there's some redditors who are trying to chase down. Does it ever actually happen? The game has the idea that if you die enough times, then you lose your save and you have to start all over again. Which is, I mean, the game's not that long. I mean, if you had to start all yeah. over again, you could probably beat this game in about five hours, you know, straight through. But 
But it sounds like people are trying to find the permadeath and it doesn't actually happen, which to me, it's really frustrating because why even have that as a threat? You know, why not just say on easy, it's not a problem, but on the harder modes, maybe there is permadeath. And then wow. someone like me can play through on easy and not worry about it, you know? And <laughs> See, I, disagree, I disagree, man. I feel like this this really kind of ups the ante as you play it. I think the, the, the looming threat of permadeath in the background, like it made me really frustrated. There's some parts in this game where it's like you're being chased or you have to mm-hmm. avoid certain things and there's, there's instant death mechanic if you do something wrong and... Uh, and and those parts really frustrated me because I, I I didn't want to die and I had I had a few like stumbles and, and, and had to restart a couple of sequences over and over again and I, as I watched kind of the the kind of the visual cues to suggest permadeath getting closer and closer I was getting more and more anxious as I played the game or during the late kind of game combat sequences that are very intense I I was very nervous about just not surviving to make it into the game and other games like Dark Souls or anything else you can respawn back at the bonfire and try again and this one does kind of scare you with the idea you're going to, have to restart the whole thing if you screw up too many times so I think it, it for me it made it more intense but I, I hear you I, I think but I think it's I think for me I think it's it's so unique and novel I'm kind of glad they have it yeah I, I disagree I feel like he doesn't need it I think it's a great game like if you didn't have permadeath you'd still play your way through this game the graphics are just too good I mean I, see, every I, I, level is really well done and I can't wait to you know, every level is so unique you know no 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 levels like the previous ones so I'm always yeah. anxious to see what they're doing next what they're doing next what they're doing next uh, and man okay so what's your favorite part of the game my favorite part of the game, I think you're probably going to say the same thing. I think the graphics towards the end, as you get closer and closer to kind of, to, basically to hell, ultimately, yeah. it's just, it's, it's visually just outstanding. I think there's, the place is called hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's actually, it was right before that, there's a, there's a part, and it's like, I forgot the name of it, it was like a lodge or mansion, it's one of the trials, I believe, but it's a mansion like on a lake, and you kind of go between like a current version of it and like a... Uh, oh yeah, version of it. That's uh-huh. a very very. Good. It's the like because you you can swap between you jump back forth in time. Yeah, yeah, and in the previous version, like the mansion is still intact or different pathways are available. And I, I think I enjoyed the part the most, not really necessarily because of the mechanics of the of the, the of the platforming, but I, I was stunned by the graphics in that part again. Like I actually stopped mm-hmm. and, and 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 like left. I turned the camera just right to look at the the sun kind of going through the clouds and the the ocean kind of rushing up on this mansion. I left the camera out, like watching that for a few minutes because I was just kind of blown away. But it, it was towards like the latter half of the game. And I was just again, I was just impressed by by how well the game, how good the game looked. Well, yeah, so. I guess I, I think Sea of Corpses is is the name of the level. <laughs> I forget that that game that level is a work of art. It's it's amazingly <laughs> beautiful. It's, it's you're fighting through the on side of you or the, the alongside the the making up the perimeter is just a sea of bodies and, and some are and they're alive they're thriving they're kind of thriving around they're reaching out they're mm-hmm. in suffering they're different sizes some are gigantic some are small but it just it's like you're on it's like what hell would look like in a you know some painting from the 17th century it's it's really amazing and and dark and and you know and but still artistic and beautiful and there's some really good co- combat in that level too i was blown away by that level i want everyone to see that level <laughs> like this is this is the most amazing looking level i've played all year better than anything i think in resident evil better than um anything i, I mean I, horizon zero Dawn was some of my favorite game this year but i think i think that level was such a well done you know just beautiful looking level I, that's mm-hmm. probably the best i've seen in a long time maybe you can't remember god of war at its best you know that yeah level. you know it's a very it's very similar kind of feel you're taking on the gods challenging the yeah. gods and Kind of the, the the mortality of people and stuff, trying to trying to take that issue on. I again back to your earlier point. I think the the character rendering of this the, the mm-hmm. lead character Sinua, it's 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 staggering how how well she's designed. And there's sequences in the game. I'm thinking back on like the first time you run into Hella, 
on on kind of the bridge and the rainstorm. And you know, this Hella is kind of the antagonist of the game. She's the the guardian of hell. It's guarding your lover, and you're trying to get back to her. And you have to kind of fight with her to get your lover back. And that's where you're going in the story. And you encounter her kind of midway through the game. And it's it's very kind of minimalistic that you're on this this kind of this pier in the rain and she's kind of like crawling towards you and she yeah. just looks kind of disfigured and or disfigured and, and you know and just kind of this giant sort of creature that looks almost like they have no like hair a, and just, yeah, like, like a, a baby doll. or something like yeah. a doll kind of thing yeah. it's, crawling, it's crawling at you but you kind of see her coming out of the shadows and the camera kind of pans onto cinema you see cinema's face as she's reacting to it and like it's it's so compelling because she's so well designed. Like there's sequences yeah. in the game where you know she gets through a combat sequence and you can see her just like her teeth are gritting and like yes. like like it's just it's so impressive to like the way she's rendered in the game. Like it, it makes the game so much better and it's yeah. much 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 more involving as it just because she's so well designed. Yeah, she's got enormous eyes, these these long teeth. You know, she she has a very distinct face, and I feel like yeah. most most characters. Like, I don't think I pick Nathan Drake out of a lineup, but I, <laughs> her I could pick out of a lineup because she has very distinctive features, and yeah. and, you, and she's so well designed. But the graphics in this game are just just astoundingly good. And, so. And, yeah. I want to talk about, so Ninja Theory is, is a studio made this game. And it, so they, they kind of build themselves making this sort of this AAA independent game. So it has AAA production values, but it's an independent game. So it's a lower price game. It's a, it's a small experience. And, and, you know, it's a six or seven hour experience versus 20 to you know, 150 hours that you get from most yeah. AAA games. Um, and it, it's kind of a unique kind of approach. I don't think it's going to have, it doesn't have a disc release yet. It may have one down the road, but it's just all digital uh, trying to cut out the middleman of retailer and stores and just go straight digital and try to reduce the price for gamers. And it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think it works pretty well in this case. I mean, these guys have had sort of mixed results before. I mean, Heavenly Sword back in the day was, was not a great game. It's unique at the time, but not a great game. Enslaved, I really enjoyed that one. I mean, they yeah. also made Kung Fu Chaos back in the day on Xbox, <laughs> which was, I looked at, I was kind of surprised to see these are the same guys behind Kung Fu Chaos. But yeah. Horribly kind of... <laughs> really, uh, yeah. Really, really traded on stereotypes, but yeah. <laughs> Fun game, but uh, you had to kind of... If you turn the audio down. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, they have that in their background, too. So, I mean, this was certainly a step forward for them. Like, it, it's for me, it's easily the most impressive game they made. I'm excited to see where they go next. But it's sort of interesting as you kind of think about you know the next step of, of game development stuff and as they kind of lower the bar for game developers to get in the space and, and you know through kind of stream green light and, and you know uh, game engines more, more commoditized now it's it's inter- interesting to see a major a relatively major developer take this approach and, and be hopefully be successful and I'm, I'm kind of glad to see this first seven way four well, new call is like how do you get attention right I'm like I am how do we yeah. I didn't know this game was not on my radar at all like I, I would know. never have known about this game if you had mentioned it and but so if, it's not, like, if Naughty Dog had made this game you'd hear about it on Kotaku yeah. for months and months you're right it's, it's these things can slip into the radar very easily yeah it's, it's a sort of great setting. experience yeah i yeah. mean i think of all the, you know, the terrible you know experience like, like as much as i enjoyed wildlands but i think this is a this is a much more <laughs> impactful experience than wildlands was and wildlands yeah. got a lot more press than this did you know and, yeah um so yeah this is so how do those games that are really neat little novel experiences how do they avoid or how do they get attention like the the mainstream you know wide wide release games are going to get so it's a tricky question um yeah what else about the, okay so the only thing I didn't like about this game like I was anxious to play through this game quickly and so like at the intro sequence which is just this long sequence where you're paddling to the, the island <laughs> and then there's there's a lot of long sequences of, 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 of uh, information and, and cutscenes and stuff and so if, if you have to go into this with a meditative state of mind like this game does not rush and you gotta you probably to take your time with it too and, and there's some clunky, mo- clunky moving too like as much as I, I enjoy combat because it, it was 
was going through all those sequences and you can you can mix it up a little bit yeah. but i also i couldn't ever not be targeted on a character so if i was fighting three guys right. i was always targeted on one of those three guys which means if i if they surrounded me i was just screwed because i couldn't really move away from one without backing into another one was there a way to do that that i was missing no or? i think i think it's exactly right and, and not to spoil too much but the, you remember the last kind of fight oh yeah uh, you, you're you're fighting with a bunch of guys and you it kind of restricts you from doing much else besides fight those guys and so yeah as, as I get to the finale, I was trying to do other things to try to try to win win the final fight, and, and the game kind of is, is holding your hand, saying, "You know, you got to fight these people instead." And so yeah. it, it's it's designed to keep you targeted or focused on on the the other fighters you're you're up against. Yeah, which is fine most of the game, but there is one the, the most difficult sequence in the game is this bridge at the very end. You have to fight your way across, and if thing just spawns like thirty guys, well not thirty, but like <laughs> maybe twenty people all together, you got to fight. And they're all kind of clumped together, and you can try and lure some out. But once they catch up to you and they kind of surround you, you're just you, know, you got to kind of fight your way out. And then it's almost safe to target the one in the back as best you can, then move yourself out. But it's it, the clunky controls can be really frustrating at, yeah. at a couple points in the game. I mean, I was spamming the the mirror attack like nonstop throughout yes. the game, and that, that's a sort of godsend. And it's it's cool because those those taunting voices actually are helpful in combat. They'll yes. they'll warn you like you behind you, and it's a cue to jump backwards or roll out of the way, and you don't have that in Dark Souls or other games. They just, they just kill you. <laughs> no, like, like, there's like, no help like, in Dark Souls. Yeah, no, Dark Souls is just, <laughs> yeah. just laughing at you. <laughs> but the voices here kind of warn you about that. They also warn you about using your mirror or focus and that kind of stuff. And so it's it's helpful. Those those cues actually work very well here. You're right. It's, yeah. It can get very very overwhelming towards the end of the game. Yeah, you can use focus to slow down time for sword fights. There's another great innovation that makes sword fighting a lot of fun. And yeah. Once you realize you can you can hit heavy, you can also just kick your foot out, and there's all kinds of great things. And yeah. there's some great boss fights, too. This is the, the scene you fight in Fenir, where you have to run. The level is he's, he'll kill you if you get out of the torchlight for very long, and so you have to yeah. stay in torchlight. And then in the end, battling him in this, you know, for some reason he chooses to attack you in a brightly lit area, but whatever. <laughs> so in the end, battling him. <laughs> you know, that, that, worked. that was really cool. That was, that was a neat experience. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. The game does not like. I didn't realize you could do the the kick move till like halfway through the game. Yeah, me too. Just, yeah. There's no prompts. There's really no instructions over. No tutorial. Just go. And so some soldiers you up you're up against carry shields. And for the longest time, I, I had no idea how to get past their shields. I just wait. And, and yeah. when they 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 missed me. I could hit them one time, and that was it. And so I, I would just kind of dodge their attack, hit them one time. But halfway through, I tried circle, and I kicked I kicked my foot out, and I kick a shield, and it just like destroys their shield almost immediately. So yeah. I started doing the the game, but I had no idea they existed till like the last half of the game. So yeah, and then once you start doing the kicks with the heavy and light hits, the game becomes super fun because you're throwing yeah. combos on different guys. You can rotate between different targets. It's it's very much like Arkham Asylum, but uh, and, and it's a little more, but it's a little slower and uh, a little more. The characters are all larger because the way the the the, ca- the camera works. Well, speaking of Asylum, uh, this game has a lot of press because of the representation of mental illness and. Uh, you know they they really go out of their way to explain. You know we we have coverage in this game. They they try to you know, the little prompts at the beginning of the game that they had help from psychiatrists. They made this game and they're really trying to cover their bases here. But I I, I don't know. Did you find it insensitive? What did you think of that ultimately? I I mean I feel like it was it was it was a lot of much to do about nothing. You know they they keep going on and on about how they have this mental you know people talking mental health experts working on them. And this is the exact same thing you'll see in Eternal Darkness or any number of other games in which you know mental illness is all narrowed down into schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, and it's largely just uh, voices in your head or illusions, or in this case, a lot of you know things you have to fight and stuff like that. I mean, mental illness in video games almost always means you just have to fight a bunch of guys who 
aren't actually there. Like, like almost every time your character has a mental illness, whether it's, you know, Kane and Lynch or whatever it is, it just means you're seeing, or, or Far Cry 4, whatever it is, whatever, whatever yeah. your craziness, craziness in your head means guys you got to kill that aren't actually there. And so to me, the, the game you know, has all this whole thing about, you know, mental illness being depicted sensitively, but then it just goes into the same tropes we've seen every other game use. And so I, I was a little disappointed by that. How could that have been better for you? What were you looking for that'd be kind of unique versus what other games do? Well, I mean, I, suppose, I think the, the more interesting thing about mental illness would be talking about the social aspects of it and how it affects your relationships. Like, I mean, I think about a good game depicting mental illness. I go back to Papa and Yo, you know, because that's a oh, game about yeah. if you if you open up and think about alcoholism as mental illness, then that game is all about a creature that you're walking with and you need its help. But at the same time, if it gets this fruit that it wants, it will go crazy and kill you. It's it's it's, like, it's really it, it gives you that experience of what it's like to have an alcoholic parent, where they you know they're nice sometimes but terrifying other times and that that sh- that was a real good that, that that showed me like a really clear example of what that would be like you know I, and otherwise I feel like mental illness in games always gets reduced down to creatures you have to fight that aren't actually there and that's really the whole thing <laughs> yeah well, well that was my take what was your take on it no I I don't disagree with you I I, I didn't have much more interpretation I think that you're right they have they they really kind of went above and beyond to try to clarify that we've done a research here and please please don't get mad at us you're right yeah, who are they afraid of there right? isn't a like, lot lot there to, to, to discuss I mean she has voices there are enemies that aren't there you're fighting that's kind of the end of it i mean she she has a very traumatic uh experience growing up uh and that's kind yeah. of addressed in the game and it's it's very dark um uh and, and that's kind of the main main storyline of the game is kind of re- revealing that and, and yeah that, that's certainly a punchline there it's it's it's, it's horrific it's horrible but uh, i i don't know I, I didn't feel like the mental illness stuff was that 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 big of a deal otherwise you're right well, I mean, it's pervasive in that the audio stuff throughout the game. Like throughout the game, she's hearing voices whispering to her about different things, and so those audio hallucinations she has are pretty. I, I guess she's also having other things too. But it's really, I mean, to be honest, in the end, it's kind of hard for me to square what exactly happened in the game and how that you know goes with her. I don't want to spoil anything, but. Yeah. I don't quite get what the overall takeaway was, but if you're looking for a great plot, this probably isn't the perfect game for you. But <laughs> if you're looking for just interesting gameplay, beautiful graphics, and, and a really solid experience, it's a perfect game. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. I had to go online afterwards to kind of read, you know, what the heck just happened? What was, that? <laughs> yeah. what was the ending all of that? I didn't quite understand it either. And, and so there, there, is, there is kind of a, compl- there's a, a story there that's okay, that complete itself, but I didn't really, it wasn't very clear as you, as you wrap up the game. You have to kind of go read additional material about what, was that, what that ending is supposed to mean. So it's, yeah. it's not what I, what I thought, but it is interesting. Yeah, man, it's a great game. I'm glad you turned me on to it. I'd recommend people play it. I don't think it's perfect, but I think you definitely... And I find, I'm stuck on how much I'd spend on it, but I think I think it's it's a game everyone should play and, and see it, and, and just because the graphics alone. And, and that one level, that sea of corpses, I think I'm saying that right, whatever that level is, but that, that's everyone needs to see that level. It's amazing looking. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So what else is going on this week? What else have you been up to besides playing? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been binging The Defenders, and so I I, <laughs> I, I cranked through that whole thing because I was excited about it. And you know, I got to say, like that game, that that show, sorry, does a great job rehabilitating the Iron Fist character. Like, I oh went really? In, yeah, it's I went possible? hating him. Yeah, apparently it is. Yeah, they say they bring him back from the dead because I hated him at the start and I really liked him at the end. So great for him. I, I don't think it. I don't, I don't know why Jessica Jones needed to be here. Like he's my favorite of all these characters, but she doesn't have. I, I don't think she's as connected to this world. Like her, like Jessica Jones fighting a bunch of ninjas does not feel right to me somehow. Right? Like she's <laughs> it's like Swamp Thing fighting ninjas. Like she, she's not that kind of hero. But, 
but she but everyone's great in the show it, it's really good i think it really peaks in about the third or fourth episode and it gets really good so everyone's t- complained about the slow start and stuff like that but by the third or fourth episode i think everyone will be on board with it and sigourney weaver's great and it in and it, it kind of it like a mo- like all every every one of these shows it doesn't end as strong as it, as it is in the midway through but yeah but it's worth your time and it's fun to watch and i, I think it's it, the big takeaway is it really does rehabilitate the iron fist character it makes him fun and interesting and a character i'd like to see in something else i still am not going to go back and watch the first season of his show but i almost <laughs> wish they did his show after this because i think it would he's he's better established as a character following this show than he was before so, so where, where does this stand in like the overall like all the different series they've done between jessica oh. jones and luke cage and everything else where does one kind of rank in that in that, in that order oh, that's a great question I, I think it follows behind jessica jones and daredevil's first season uh, okay. it's probably you know, similar to like luke cage and daredevil's second season somewhere in there where okay. there's some great high points that i think are worth seeing but overall there there's some problems i mean there, there's a lot of supporting characters and electra plays a big role in this and i feel like every time i see those characters is taken away from the four i want to be watching you know so it's <laughs> like i it's great to see these guys and i appreciate what you're doing but i really like to give back those four characters i'm most interested in and that they their screen time is kind of reduced by all these supporting characters but but uh, again, it's it, it's it's really good, and and I think that it, it's interesting to see the dynamic of this show in its way to rehabilitate a character from a previous, you know, their own standalone movie, kind of like the way the Avengers did for Hulk a little bit, where Hulk's character really hadn't been benefited from the movies very well, but then yeah, the Avengers made him like the most fascinating of, of the Avengers, the most interesting, <laughs> the most fun, and, and the same thing here in a different different mindset. They make him kind of the Spider Man of the group. He's really enthusiastic, he's really inexperienced, and and he he has a really it makes him very endearing. Uh, over the course of the episodes. Interesting. Let's what check you? it out. What'd you, yeah, what'd you be up to otherwise? Uh, well, that's kind of it. I'm, I'm still working on, on Nio, trying to wrap that one up, getting close uh, yeah. to, to, it, to seeing the end of that. Uh, otherwise, you know, not much. I saw Colossal recently. I don't know if you've seen that movie yet. Yes, I have, yeah. It's, it's a weird little movie. <laughs> it's a weird little movie. I, I thought I'd bring it up in case you weren't, weren't aware of that movie. It, it, I think it's, it's worth seeing if you, you like games yeah. and like the kind of anime stuff or anything else like that. It's the kind of the kaiju stuff that's, el- that's incorporated there. It's it's interesting kind of element. They, they I've not seen that before, the way they use it here. And I thought that the kind of personal drama stuff uh, between Jason Sudeikis and and Anne Hathaway was was good enough uh, to kind of marry the rest of the movie. So I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's very low key. I would not you know make a big deal out of it. It's like a low key like Saturday afternoon movie at home. If you're just staying indoors, yes. like it's a great kind of movie for that. It's it's unique and weird enough that I think it's worth watching. I, I don't think they know how to kind of wrap up the movie real well, but yeah. it's still it's still kind of fun to see it. And and and, and Dan uh, Dan Stevens is the guy's name uh, from. Yes. Legion shows up in this movie as well, and I, I love Legion a lot. So it's good to see him around. I think I don't like Dan Stevens anywhere else besides Legion. Uh, I think I'm <laughs> a big, big fan of him here, and I think he was not supposed to be great as the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. But uh, you know, he, he's great in Legion. But it's fun to see him show up in other, other shows. But uh, I, was, I was, I was, I was, you know, so, so, somewhat impressed by the, by the movie and, and kind of where it went overall. Yeah, he's great in Downton Abbey, and I need to see him in the guest. Oh, right. He's really good in that, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was great too. I really feel like Jason Jadakis is underemployed uh, as an actor. I think he can do a yeah. lot of cool stuff, and they haven't found the right vehicle for him yet. And uh, and of course, Anne Hathaway is always great, so she's, she's yeah. great here as, as usual. It's really interesting at the end. I think there was some debate about how that movie should end exactly, and the way they went with it was interesting. But I'm not sure I 100% agreed with you know her final decision regarding him. But anyway, it's a really interesting movie about a woman <laughs> who can become a, apparently becomes a gaiju at night and, and attacks. 
you know, North, South Korea and then has to learn how to, how to harness that power. And it's, it's a really interesting little movie. But it's yeah. weird, but it's interesting. <laughs> hey, one last thing I want to bring up. I mentioned it last time. We were talking, two times ago, we were talking about Destiny 2 and the beta and the pilot. We tried, and you asked me one thing that I really wanted to have in there. I asked for matchmaking of, of the raids, and it's been confirmed they actually will have a matchmaking service with the raids uh, in the, oh, the new good. game. So very excited about that. It's kind of done through clans. They want people to kind of form clans, but then clans can post so that they want to have you know, one or two people join their group for, for the event coming up. So it's, it's sort of a it's, it's a curated kind of matchmaking service that's going to be incorporated into Destiny 2. So I'm very happy to have that. You don't have to be going to third-party sites to, to set up a raid when, when the new one comes out. So it looks like they're, they're already thinking this one through pretty well. I'm with that. I wish they wouldn't call them clans. I, feel I know. Like it's just with everything that's going on. Yeah. It's like, oh, gosh, this is kind of a buzzword right now. If I shouldn't What's say your favorite clan? <laughs> <laughs> I have no more jokes about this topic. I'm less yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's All pretty right. cool. Alright. Well, that does it for this week. And what this is I'm the Bagolgi. Mr. Game. And that's it for Club Bagolgi this week.